Hey, welcome to Chatterbox episode two. I'm Chad, uh, exercise physiologist, math type guy. Uh, I talk about all different kinds of things. Health, wealth is kind of where I focus, but I also do jiu-jitsu and a few other things. I'm always interested in learning something new and kind of directing myself towards different and interesting things. If you want to kind of see what I can research about topic for you that I might be able to help you out, or maybe you can help me, uh, go over to virtualbluezone.tribe.so and, and log in there and start leaving, and put comments for me. Or put comments here underneath this video. I'll pay attention to it, and I'll kind of change what I'm doing based off what it is you're looking for. Uh, so today, though, I've already made my choice. I'm going for obesogens. Uh, something that could be really important in our life. If you have no idea what an obesogen is, then stay tuned because here comes some knowledge. Hey, you stuck around. Good. Okay. So, what is an obesogen? An obesogen is a artificial chemical, man-made chemical that is it's like chemically similar to hormones in our body exactly how that's similar well that's a question for a chemist but it, it's close enough to where it fools our body when our body comes in contact with this obesogen chemical um, it, it disrupts our hormones disrupts hormones in our body and which in effect messes up our endocrine system, which endocrine system is kind of everything, like uh, our body temperature, what time we awake and sleep, uh, how, what kind of foods we digest, or not what kind of foods we digest, how we digest those foods, as well as like uh, probably what we're allergic to, a lot of different things come through hormones and endocrine system, more than I know about. I know the surface, but let's dive into it anyway. So, obesogens, just we give the names to these things. So, where are they? What are they? Why is it bothering us at all? Is it even bothering us? And I first came up with this uh, topic for myself was I've had some friends or family that tell me, and I've watched them, they, they lose some weight because they eat good. They eat good, maybe for the first time in their life, I don't know. They're exercising good. I see good results, and then they're like, I, I just can't lose anymore. Or I do, I'm doing good stuff, but I'm gaining a little bit more. Now, maybe you have that feeling. Um, so these people, I obviously, obviously, if I didn't know them, I would probably have said, well, it's your diet. It's your exercise level. And... You know, it's a really easy thing for me to say, because I don't know. And in general, if you went to your doctor, that's probably what they're going to tell you. Uh, it's your diet. It's your exercise. It's simple. Calories in equals calories out. And we are starting to understand that that calories in equals calories out is not uh, the most true statement we can make. It's, it's not quite that simple. It's actually just like us. It's very nice that we try to boil it down to a very simple phrase, but really 
it's much more complicated than that. Just like our bodies are very complex, we don't understand everything that's going on within them. So how can we say our weight is just calories in, calories out? Uh, it's uh, unrealistic to think that could be what it is. So in this case, these people that I knew personally, I could see it's probably not calories in, calories out. It's probably not exercise. And what else could it be? Well, I told them, maybe it's obesogens. And, you know, it was a new term to me once, too. And many people that I tell about this, first, they don't know the word whatsoever. And then when I do tell them about what it is, it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, it can't be. That's not me. It doesn't make any sense. You know, maybe, maybe it could be obesogens. It could be the alkalinity in your body. It could be just, yeah, your, your calories, your... Uh, exercise. It could be what you're eating. It could be when you're eating it. Uh, it could be your stress level at work. There's so many different possibilities of why your weight is fluctuating or why it's going up, even though you have your diet and exercise under control. Uh, so I have to just kind of start focusing in on one and we check that box and we go down to the next one and check that box and make sure until we do everything we know the science knows and could explain why your weight is not doing what you expect it to do. So this day, we're going to focus on these obesogens. And again, what are they? I kind of went on a tangent there, but what are they? Mostly, um, there's, there's five, four or five, there's many sources, I'm sure, but there's five primary sources of obesogens. Uh, bifisphenol A, BPA. Um, it's in a, pla it's a it's a plastic or it's a epoxy lining that we usually have uh, lining food containers like our tin cans, like a can, can of tomatoes or something. Um, it's kind of like that film on the inside. It helps to keep the, uh, the, the inside of that can from corroding. Uh, that film is maybe not so much now, but sometimes BPA. That BPA... Of course, the FDA approves it. It seems like a pretty safe substance. We're finding not so much. It actually leaches its way into the food. Uh, water bottles, I'm sure they got, I think they have BPA as well, especially it's, it's not recommended to have water bottles really, and especially if they're old or if they get warm, then it leaches out little bits of this plastic or this BPA into the water we drink. We consume it, and now we have BPA. Uh, within us and the BPA again it appears to our body like a hormone so we don't produce that hormone or we produce too much of that hormone endocrine system goes out of whack and it signals your body in these cases in the obesogen cases to hold on to calories or to gain weight that could be a reason so BPA is one of the reasons it's in uh, it's in a bunch of things. Like it's just the general plastic. It used to be in like baby bottles, uh, and you'd see BPA free, like especially on babies' products. You'd start seeing BPA free. I know ten years ago when my girls were little, I would see these, and so you'd make sure don't let your kids use a BPA pacifier. Don't let them use a BPA sippy cup. And so it made you feel really good. You you'd go get. A BPA free, make sure it says BPA free on there. That means it's good, it's safe, right? 
hey, slow, slow down. Uh, they took out BPA and then they, the FDA, they allowed them to use an alternative, um, BPPS, bifosphenol S, I think, and bifosphenol F. They have two alternatives. Hey, these ones are good. They're not BPA. Everything's okay. Hey, it turns out their chemical composition is really close to BPAs. It's slightly different. It's not BPA. I could put that on the label. I can sell you a couple more. Hey, we're learning. They're actually doing just the same, maybe worse than BPA itself. So that didn't help out. Try to get away from it if you can. Uh, the receipts, like laser print receipts that you get at the gas station or the grocery store or almost everywhere, those have BPA on them. BPA or one of its substitutes. So it's tough to get away from it. It's tough. I mean, you, you'll never get away if you don't at least realize there they are and try to get away from it. I read one lady's uh, explanation of what she does is when the teller tries to give her a receipt, she just opens her bag and they just drop it in there and then she handles it later with gloves on or something. Uh, if you really think BPA could be what's causing at least weight gain, maybe other health concerns, maybe that's what you want to do is figure out what all these products are that has BPA and figure out how to minimize them in your life. I say minimize because I, I don't think in America, in a, in a regular city, I don't think you can get away from it. I think it's impossible. But you can minimize it by not becoming in contact with receipts, not eating as much canned food, um, just not drinking out of like plastic water bottles or pla uh, just plastic containers, not eating and drinking uh, things that have plastic or that have that little filmy epoxy inside them. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, next thing. Uh, phthalates, phthalates, uh, it's another plastic chemical. Uh, you can find it in toys, other containers, beauty products, pharmaceuticals, uh, shower curtains, paint. It's all over the place. It also has the same effect. All right, move down the list. Uh, artazine, artazine, it's an herbicide. It's an herbicide, so it's in the food we eat. It's probably in the water we drink, right? That, those things leach in, all right? Or, organitins, oh, that, this is a fungicide. We use it to like clean boats and do some other, like get rid of fun funguses. It's around. And the final one, which I don't know, to me seems like the toughest one is, it's hard to say, I'm just gonna say PFOA. Perfluorooctanic acid. Uh, I could be wrong, but the PFOA is found to me just about everywhere. This is one I think you cannot dodge. It's in Teflon, nonstick cookware, right? Uh, it's in microwave popcorn. It's in furniture. It's in like clothing or baby clothing that used to have fire retardant. I don't know if they have those anymore, but it's in that. It's in furniture. It's in flooring. You got hardwood floor. Um, or you got carpet, it's in those things too. So it's in the air, it's in the water. Uh, if you, it gets on your skin, you absorb it. If you, you eat it, of course, you're consuming it. You can inhale it. It's how to get rid of it, really hard. Uh, and what is some of the symptoms besides 
uh, weight gain or just can't get rid of your weight. Uh, BPA causes insulin resistance or has been found to, to exist with it. Heart disease, diabetes, uh, neurological disorders, thyroid problems, and cancer. All those things have been tied to BPA somehow. PFOAs, uh, you can find it here, like I said, Teflon clothing, flooring, uh, furniture. Uh, like, I don't know if I go to, maybe, I don't even know if I could buy like, this shirt. Is it, is it obesogen free? Is it have no PFOAs? I have no idea. Where would I get that? I guess I'd have to go get, buy an organic cotton shirt and then print them myself. And maybe the, the paint has PFOAs. I have no idea. Uh, even if I could get my whole world in my house, my furniture is obesogen free. Even if that were possible, how do I know when I go to your house, you don't have obesogen furniture. So you can best you can do is just try to minimize those exposures. And the, the clearest ways, like of course you can't affect everybody else's furniture. You can't, you can't, there's a lot of things you just can't do it. The air that we walk around outside, if it's got an obesogen in it, what are you going to do? Um, so number one ways to avoid these products is uh, avoid items packaged in plastic containers, canned foods because that lining, um, some toiletries have it. I don't know how you get around those uh, toiletry, toiletries, receipts, uh, CDs and DVDs. We don't mess with those too much anymore. Um, electronics, glass lenses. And like other and sealants, different kinds of sealants for dental. Probably also a, a hard, hard. You go to the hardware store, you probably get a sealant. It probably has one of those too. It seems like it's all over the place. They're hard to shake. They're hard to get rid of. We definitely know they're affecting us uh, negatively. We don't think they're physiologically. I haven't seen we're healthier because of these things. It seems like. In general, we're worse off because of these things. What can we do besides that? Um, first, it's like at least somehow we can get the FDA to do a little bit more about protecting us. Um, you know, I'm not an activist like that. I don't know how to get that kind of ball rolling, but that would be probably the best way because what's going to stop these companies from putting these products in, in these things in their products that it's a secret to us that it hurts us. It's a secret to us that it's even there. So we have to try to get that at the regulation level, as well as at the very, very least. I read um, a long article about this, and they said they might FDA might want to consult biologists before they approve these packages, these packaging materials like this. Uh, uh, presumably somebody, a biologist, might be able to look at those chemicals and say, hey, maybe these might not be the best things. Uh, but right now, it doesn't appear that they do that. They have all kinds of these things, hundreds, probably thousands of different uh, toxins to us. This is just the, a list of toxins that makes us gain weight, obesogen specifically, right? Uh, the topic can go on for a while. And... I like talking about all kinds of different things. Uh, with these obesogens, I find 
it makes me think about another thing that I've been thinking about. And I don't really want to go into this topic too much today because I haven't researched it much. I don't feel like I'm, I have enough of this knowledge. But uh, microbiome. A really quick summary, what's a microbiome? Every surface, especially on our body and in our body, has a living creature, not us on it. Pretty much every surface. So there's something that's living on your skin. By the way, your skin is different from here to here to here to wherever. It's different. Your skin feels different. It looks different. There's a different creature, microorganism, that lives there. So these obesogens, is it us that we don't like it? Or is it harmful to the microorganism? Uh, I don't want to go too far into that, like I said, because microorganisms is a whole other topic in itself. But I just want to introduce it. I know I'm going to be writing about it in the future because I am reading a current book right now, 10% Human, which is all about 10% of our cells are inside here, inside our, our body. 10% of them are human cells. And 90% of them are not human cells, which is a really strange thing to think about. So I'm reading this book right now. Uh, I've been listening to some podcasts about it. I'm, I'm concentrating knowledge about this topic, just like I did about obesogens. And once I feel like I'm to a level where I can speak of it a little bit, and I would like to have com more conversation about it, maybe with some experts or just some of you that would just like to chat me up about it, and then... Usually when somebody chats me up, I run off and I, I do some research about it. Like, great questions. I don't know those answers. I'm going to go get it. Some that I enjoy doing. So I encourage you uh, to look into obesogens, if, especially if you're having a hard time with losing weight or you keep gaining weight and you can't figure out why you're doing everything right. I encourage you to look into obesogens. If you think that could be the problem, figure out how to avoid them. Put in, like... Thumbs up this video so other people can be aware of these things. Um, put in comments some things that, your thoughts of it, but also how you think it, what products do you think are, are the ones that in your life, they're there that you, you're having a hard time getting rid of, and maybe we can help you out with that. So again, put that in these videos right here, comments and likes, and that really, really, I appreciate that. But also go to virtualbluezone.tribe.so. You can go there. You can see all the old stuff that I write. I wrote a post about this as well. And we can continue the conversation. I can get a little bit deeper and I can be in a community that will help you. So with that, next one coming up, or one of the videos coming up is um, microbiome. Not sure when that's coming, but it'll be here. And... Uh, yeah, that's good enough. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys in a few days, I guess. Thanks.